This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. The Saint was a radio adventure program in the United States that featured a character, a swashbuckling, devil-may-care Robin Hood type, who, in his attempt to help people, remained just one step ahead of the police and the crooks. Several versions of the program bounced from one network to another over the years. The Saint began his life on radio on NBC in January of 1945. The second iteration of The Saint on Radio was a summer replacement for The Jack Carson Show, and that on CBS. The show's third version, which began July 9th of 47, was limited to CBS's West Coast Network. The sponsor was Lever Brothers, and Vincent Price starred in this version and in most of the show's episodes in the first two versions that followed. Well, after a year's hiatus, The Saint returned to radio July 10th of 49, this time on Mutual. The program's final run began in 1950, June 11th, as a matter of fact, as a summer replacement for the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. The Saint was back on its original network, NBC, for this version, which ended October in 1951. Tonight, we'll hear about the domestic side of Simon Templer as a baby is left on his doorstep. Adventures of the Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as... The Saint. Hello? Mr. Templer? Yes? Joe Collins. Remember me? Joe! Sure I do. How are you, Chap? It's been a long time. Yeah, I know. Hey, your fight's still on for tomorrow night? Yeah. Say, could you do me a big favor, Saint? Could you come down to the gym right away? Sure, but what is it? I'll tell you when you get here. I need to talk to somebody I can trust. I need to real bad. Ah, I'll phone for a cab and be there in 20 minutes. Oh, thanks, Saint. Thanks. Oh, don't thank me, Joe. After all, I've got a bet on you tomorrow night. I've got to protect my investment. You've got a bet on me? Call it off, Saint. Call it off. What? So long. Louie, Mr. Templer, your cab is here. Oh, come on in, Louie. I'll be with you in a minute. Uh, maybe you should better open the door right away. 
Well, why didn't you come in, Louis? The door was... Shh. He's asleep. Oh? Who's asleep? Mr. Templer. Look down. Louis. It's a baby. You are so right. But why did you bring him here? I found him here. On your doorstep, Mr. Templer. Louis, don't you look at me that way. Who ain't opened his mouth even, Louis? Well, <laughs> well, uh, let's get him inside. Uh, you want to carry him? Maybe you better. Oh, all right. <laughs> Up we go. <laughs> oh, he's waking up. Mr. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, he is. Hey, what's your name, old fella? Oh, Donnie. Hey, he talks. Uh, what's your last name, Donnie? Donnie. Donnie, Donnie. Huh? Uh, how did you get here, Donnie? Donnie. Here, let me try him, Mr. Temple. I got away with kids. Donnie, tell your Uncle Louie how you got here, huh? Donnie. It's a gold mine of information. <laughs> Wait a minute, look. Hey, there's a note pinned on his coat. I understand that's traditional in such cases. Donnie. Oh, just a minute, Donnie. Here. Please, please keep him for a few days and don't tell anyone. Not even the police. Sounds like trouble, Mr. Templer. Yes, it does. Well, I guess you won't be needing my cab now, huh? Oh, hey, the cab, I forgot. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, how are you as a babysitter? Who, huh? mid? Oh, no. Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Templer. I'm a cab driver. You can't drive while you sit. My locals got rules. They, they, uh, I'll be back they, in an hour, Louis. Well, uh, just to make it official, I'll borrow your cab. Hey, 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 what do you. Well, <laughs> it looks kind of funny on you at that. Hey, look at the funny man with the hat, Donnie. Huh? Isn't that funny? No! <laughs> I'll see you later, Louie. Come on, kid. Use a little more left there. Get your shoulder into it. That's it. That's better. That's Excuse it. me, but uh, where could I find Joe Collins? Hold it a minute there, kid. Hold it. The champ? Yeah. Well, he's right now, my friend, on the table. We're getting a rub down. We? Yeah, Chadwick's the name. Sam Chadwick. I'm the champ's manager. Oh, I'm Simon Templer. Yeah. Joe said he wanted to see me. Well, we did, eh? Well, I don't remember us doing that. Well, let's go in. Come on, let's go in. Take a blow, kid. I'll be right back. Uh, how's Joe feeling? Oh, we're in the greatest shape of our lives. The greatest. That fish shelly isn't got a chance tomorrow night. Don't belong in the same ring with us. Uh, two against one hardly seems fair. Two against... Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, here we are, Mr. Templer. Hey, champ, you know this, champ? Sure. How are you, Saint? I'm good, Joe. How have you been? In the pink, the absolute rose-colored pink. I've been all right. That's enough, George. Thanks. Hey, you want to talk now, Joe? Got here as soon as I could. Talk? What about? We got anything to talk to Mr. Tepler about, champ? Saint, uh, the fact is, well, I'm sorry I called you. It was a, a mistake. It sounded pretty serious, Joe. Well, I I guess I, I'm worked up for the fight tomorrow night with Fischel. You get... Well, Jumpy, it's the training that does it. Yeah, sure, that's it. We're on edge, you know. Raise a sharp condition. We always get this way right before a fight. What else? It's a sign. Shut up, Maybe Sam. We're... Sorry I bothered you, Saint. I'm sorry. And if you're sure you don't need me, I guess that's it. Yeah, sure. And look, if you want to make yourself some easy money, Mr. Templer, sock it on the champ to win tomorrow night. We won't even draw a deep breath. I've already got my money down, Mr. Chadwick. On Joe. Ah, that's great. That's the greatest cinch bet of the entire Shut season. Shut up, Sam. Saint, call off your bet. No. I think you're a pretty good man, Joe. In the ring and out. Morning, Louie. Hi, Mr. Templer. Came over as soon as I got your call. Mm. 
How are you? I'm not so good. A heavy responsibility being a father. Yeah, I'm getting some help, fortunately. I phoned an employment agency, sent over a nurse. That's a shrewd move, Mr. Yeah. Templer. There's nobody quite has a woman's touch like a woman has. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, it's deep, but I'll figure it out. Come on in and see Donnie. Where is he? In bed. Oh, keeps pretty late hours. Mm, you'd be tired, too, if you said Donnie 15,000 times a day. <laughs> Donnie! How are you, Donnie, old man, huh? <laughs> if you like talking this morning, yeah? watch me. Watch me get some information out of him, Mr. Temple. You mm -hmm. just got to be firm. Well, I wish you luck, Louie. Donnie, what's your last name? Who brought you here? Where are you from? Huh? Donnie, Donnie, Donnie. Well, at any rate, he's consistent. <laughs> oh, that must be the nurse. Mr. Templer? Yes, come in. Thank you. I'm Miss Barton, Mr. Templer. The agency sent me oh, over. Right in here, Miss Barton. Miss Barton, this is my friend Louie. How do you do? And your charge, Donnie. Hello, Donnie. <laughs> well, he seems to approve of you, Miss Barton. Ah, oh, he's beautiful, Mr. Templer, don't you think so? Louie and I consider him one of the most beautiful babies we have ever seen. Right, Louie? Right. Talks fluently, too, says Donnie. <laughs> Come here, darling. I've got to have to go out for a while, Miss Barton. Miss Barton. What? Oh, excuse me, Mr. Templer. I said I'll have to leave for a short while and I'll be back. We can discuss arrangements then, hmm? Arrangements? Oh, oh uh, anything will be all right, Mr. Templer. Uh, anything at all. Well, I'll call if I'm more than an hour. Goodbye. Goodbye, Donnie. Goodbye. Oh, hey, tell your Uncle Louie goodbye, Donnie. Donnie. Well, better than nothing. Uh, where to, Mr. Templer? I want to go see Kid Fischel, Louie. Well, the guy that's fighting Collins tonight. Huh? Yes. I wasn't at all satisfied yesterday that Joe Collins didn't have something to tell me. Something going on there. Mr. Templer, you got Donnie. How many mysteries can you handle at one time? Sometimes one and one can be added together to get one, Louie. What does that mean? Just a hunch, as yet. Oh. <laughs> I thought they came out with a new multiplication table. I ain't even learned the old one yet. <laughs> well... Shall we be off, Mr. Templer? Uh, there is an obvious answer to that, Louis, which I shall spare you. Let us, by all means, be off. Yes? My name is Templer, Simon Templer. Uh, they told me down at the desk this was Kid Fischel's suite. It is. Come in. Thank you to desk school, Mr. Templer. One of kids' sparring partners. All right, chum. How do you do? My name is Alexander. Fritz Alexander. You manage Kid Fischel? I look after him. And very well, too, eh, Frankie? The best, Mr. Alexander. Uh, can I see the kid, Mr. Alexander? Unfortunately, right now, he's sleeping. Go down to weigh in for the fight in an hour. Well, then perhaps I can talk to you about the fight, huh? It would be a pleasure. I can discuss the kid by the hour and never tire. I'm quite fond of him, you see. He's a perfect young machine, strong, healthy, handsome. He wants the championship, he shall have it. Nothing can stop him. You sound quite confident. I am. If I didn't think he could win, I wouldn't send him into the ring tonight. I wouldn't take a chance on his being hurt. I won't have him hurt, you understand? Uh, don't worry, Mr. Alexander, he ain't going to get hurt. Yes. You see, Mr. Templer, I can become quite emotional over the kid. Usually, I'm, I'm not an emotional man. I see. And does uh, 
Joe Collins know that the kid is not to be hurt? He knows. You're telling me that the fight is fixed? Hey, watch your mouth, chum. I'm not telling you anything, Mr. Templer. But whoever you are, whomever you represent, remember this. The kid wants the championship. And he shall have it. Because I find pleasure in giving the kid what he wants. And if anything or anyone stands in my way... No, Mr. Templer. I refuse to be worried by you. The kid will not be hurt. Good day. Mr. Alexander said good day, chum. Thank you for interpreting, Frankie. And Mr. Alexander, my money still rides on Joe Collins. In that case, Mr. Templer, I hope you can spare it. Good day. So long, chum. Mr. Templer! Mr. Templer! been looking for you. Uh, what is it, Louie? I called your house to check if everything was all right, like you told me, and Miss Barton said Sam Chadwick had been calling, wants you to call right away. Hey, that's Joe Collins' manager, Louie. wonder what he wants. I don't know, but it's supposed to be urgent. Here's the number, and there's a phone booth out here by the elevator. Oh, thank you, Louie. Hello, Mr. Chadwick? Yeah, yeah, who's this? Uh, Simon Templer, Mr. Chadwick. Oh, Mr. Templer, hey, I've been trying to get you. I've been trying to get everybody that Joe knows. The champ is gone. Gone? Gone where? I don't know. There's 50000 already in the box office for the fight tonight. And he walks out. He can't do this. You mean we can't do this? You're in on it, too? Oh, skip it. Have you got any idea where Joe went to? I think he went out to get blind. The guy must be crazy. I'll find him, will you, Mr. Templer? you got to. Well, I'll do what I can. I'll pay. I'll pay anything. Anything. Within reason, that is. The fight has to go on. Well, I'll do what I can. This is one fight I wouldn't like to miss. This must be about the last bar in town, Mr. Templer. I ain't hit so many bars since the night my nephew went into the Navy. Well, if we don't have any luck here, I'm about ready to give up, Louie. Well, come on, let's give it a try. Yeah. You see him? No, I... Yeah, yeah, I do. Down at the end of the bar. She looks sober? I don't know. You wait here, Louie. Yeah. Hello, Joe. Huh? Oh, hello, Saint. What brings you here? Looking for you, champ. You been drowning your troubles? No, I started to, but no... I'd forgotten I was champion, and when you're champ, there's a pride that goes with it. I'd forgotten I had that pride. Care to tell me what's wrong, Joe? I'll tell you. Sure. Maybe I should have told you yesterday, but things got very bad after I phoned you. How bad? I can't win this fight tonight, Saint. You can't beat Kid Fischel? I can't try to beat him. They won't let me. They got my son. Huh? Who's they, Joe? Alexander, I guess. He had somebody do it. I knew he was a little crazy, but I didn't think he was that crazy. And I guess Marie was in on it, too. Marie? That isn't your wife. Was my wife. She left me right after the kid was born two years ago. She's no good. And if you don't let Fischel win tonight... Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? What can I do, Saint? Joe, what's the name of your son? Don. Donnie. Come on. Where? What for? I'll explain in the cab, Joe. We've got to get to my place right away. Hello, 
Joe. Right behind you, Saint. Look, Mr. Temple, the front door is open. Donnie. Donnie, boy, are you here? Donnie! Wait a minute, Joe. What? Behind that couch. That's Miss Barton. Oh, no. Marie. Marie? Yeah. Donnie's mother, Louie. Joe's wife. Marie. Marie. She hurt bad? I don't know. I... Here, now, let me help you, Joe. I... Oh, I'm afraid. No. Marie. Marie, can you hear me? Oh, Joey, I... I didn't know what they were doing until yesterday. Then I got Donnie and left him here where he'd be safe. This morning, I took the place of a girl who was sent over as a nurse, but... They followed me. Who did? Alexander? No, no, not him. He sent somebody. They took Donnie. I, I, I tried to stop them, but they... Where did they but, take him? Do you know? I, I think the training camp on the river, right above Milford. I know the one. Joey. Yes, Marie. <laughs> Isn't Donnie the most beautiful boy you ever saw? Marie. I know that this is what all mothers say, but isn't he really... He is, Marie. And, Joey, when he gets old enough, will you just tell him, just tell him that his mother loved him very much? Just that, not all the rest. Just that, Marie. Thanks, Joey. You're a... <sighs> Marie. I'm sorry, Joe. She gave her life for Donnie. Yes, she did. Now we've got to find him. I'll find him. And if they've done anything and... No, Joe. If you do find him, they might. Well, look, I'll go after him. I'll go along, Mr. Templer. I don't like the guys that did this. Thanks, Louie. You better go down to the arena, Joe. And we'll let you know as soon as we can. All right. I guess it wouldn't be much use in finding Donnie. I'd probably put him in more danger. Joe, do you want me to... No. No, I'll look after Marie. She was my wife. This looks like the place. All right, Mr. Templer. You want to look through that window where the light is? All right, Louie. Come on. Sorry, twig. I'll keep down, Louie. I'm going to take a look. This is it. Donnie's in there and that pug Frankie that I met with Alexander. You think we can take him? I think so. He's listening to the radio. Come on, let's see if we can get in the back way. If you say so, Mr. Templer. Come on. You got that tire iron, Louie? Not only have I got it, I love it like a brother. Good. Here's the kitchen door. Is it open? Yeah, we're in luck. Come on in, Louie. Side, we're watching the introduction of various celebrities by the ring announcer before the Collins Fischel title goes. Pat Novotny, clever young welterweight from Syracuse, has just been introduced from the ring, gets a nice hand, and now there goes. Uh, I spar with a guy two months and the night he's to win the title, I'm playing nursemaid. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Oh, Donnie. Ah, uh, shut up. Louis, stand beside the door. I'll try to get him out here in the kitchen, and when I do... Just get him out here, Mr. Templer. I'll take it from there. Here goes. Hi, Frankie. What? what? Who's that? You've got company. Who's in there? Little boy, Blue. 
Wise guy, are you? Well, you'll end up so full of holes that you'll look uh-huh. like a... Ah, <laughs> bullseye, Louis. That was for Marie, Mr. Templer. Yeah, it's to keep him quiet until the police get here. Maybe I should give him another one for myself. Yeah, I know how you feel, Louis, but no. Let's get Donnie and get out of here, huh? Sure, Mr. Templer. How are you, Donnie? Glad to see you. Say hi to your Uncle Louis, Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Can't you say hi? Hi. Hi. <laughs> I learned him a new word. How about that, Mr. Templer? Now he can say two words. Yes, you have a way with you, Louis. Sure. Now, what do you say to Uncle Louis, Donnie? Uh, hi. That's it. And what's your name, Donnie? Uh, hi. Louie, you oh. should have given up while you were ahead. Come on. Hey, hey, you, you can't go in there. That's a champ's dressing room. Nobody allowed in. Fight's not over, is it? Uh, not yet. Sixth round, but Collins has taken an awful pace, and I was just up there. Look, kid, get this straight. There isn't much time. Go up to Joe Collins' corner. Tell him Simon Templer has Donnie here safe. Have you got that? Sure, but I can't go up there and here, tell him... Here, look, does this persuade you? Yes, sir, Mr. Templer. Thank you. I'll, I'll tell him right away. Okay. Come on, let's go in and sit down, Louie. Donnie's about all in. Yeah, look at him. He can't keep his eyes open. Why couldn't we go right up to Joe's corner ourselves, Mr. Templer? Couldn't risk it with Donnie. I couldn't tell what Alexander might do. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, poor Joe. You think we got here in time? I don't know, Louis. I don't know. I must be taking a beating and can't fight back. Yeah, but he can now. If he's got anything left to fight with. Quiet up there now. Must be the end of a round. Mm. See, that crowd noise, I, I, I never heard it from down here. You know, it, it scares you. It should, Louis. It's the voice of the mob howling for blood. Same voice that howled in the Colosseum at Rome 2,000 years ago. For whose blood? The champs or for shells? Mob doesn't care, Louis. Just... Blood. Yeah. Scares you. What makes people go to these things, Mr. Templer? Will they ever stop? No, they, they go because this is an allegory of their own lives, Louis. They'll stop when their lives cease to be conflict and pain. And when will that be? It's hmm, a good question. Hey, it's starting up again. Yeah, that means the champ is still on his feet anyway. Come on, Joey boy, come on, come on. Mm. Hey, uh, is, is, is it wrong to root, Mr. Templer? We're all part of the crowd, Louie, one way or another. Yeah. yeah. Oh, something's happening up there. Don't yell like that for nothing. Come on, come on, Joey. Come on, Joey. Do it. You can do it, Joey. Donnie's down here. You can fight now, Joey. Careful of that tire iron, Louie. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> come on. The straight left, Jim. Come on, the straight left in the face, Joey, and cross with the right. Oh. What am I talking about? I can't even see him. Come on, Joey. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you too, Mr. Templer. Yeah, me too, Louie. Yeah. Something happened, Mr. Templer. I was too short for a round. That was a knockout. It was, Louie, but who? Yeah, yeah, who? Oh, keep everything crossed, Mr. Templer. Fingers, toes, eyes, everything. Maybe he didn't get our message, Louie. Mr. Templer, don't say that. We'll soon know. Sounds like people coming down the hall out there. Yeah, but Joey couldn't have won. Oh, when I had too much taken out of him, he couldn't have come back after the... Hey, oh, it was a great show. Hey, we took him, Mr. Templer. We took him. Oh. Clear everybody out of here, will you? Yeah, you hide us, everybody out. Come on, give us a chance to get our breath, will you? Everybody out. Come on, will you, fellas? Come on. All out, champ. Hey, that was a great fight. I thought it was even better than the one we fought against Babyface. Oh, boy, am I proud of us, Joe. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> well, you can excuse me now. I got some dough to collect. <laughs> Johnny. Danny. 
Come on now, wake up and say hello to your daddy. No. Now let him sleep, Saint. I'm not very pretty right now. But you should see Fischel. You clobbered him, champ? Good. He was a very surprised young man. Yeah. How about Alexander? I don't know. I didn't see him after it was over. I rushed right down here. And I'd better get the police on his trail. He might be able to get away if I don't tell them to... Alexander. Joe. Did you think you could get away with it? And Joe? Did you think I'd stand by and see you? That gun must be heavy, Mr. Alexander. You better put it down. No. The police won't like your negative attitude. What do I care? After what he did to the kid, you think I care any more about anything? The kid will be all right. He was just knocked out. Just, just. That beautiful physical machine, blooded, battered, stretched out in the dirt. Oh. Do you think the kid can ever feel the same again? Do you think I can ever feel about him as I did? He had the championship. Had it. Before Collins double-crossed us. That's one way of looking at it. Why didn't you keep out, Mr. Templer? Why? Put the gun away, Alexander. You haven't a chance. Maybe I haven't. But neither have you, Collins. I warned you not to hurt the kid, but you wouldn't listen. You're a sick man, Mr. Uh, Alexander. Perhaps I am. Perhaps the world is sick and I'm well, but I know what I'm going to do. You first, Collins. You know how the kid felt. Mr. Alexander, I'm afraid you'll have to take care of me first. Stop where you are, Templar. Don't come any closer. I warn you once more, Templar, and then I'm going to... All right, Louis. Oh! Oh! Nice work. Lucky I kept this tire iron. Yeah. You know, I think he was serious. I don't think there's much doubt about it. A very twisted man, Mr. Alexander. Hey, look. Donnie's awake. You got a smile for your old man, Donnie? Oh, Donnie, hi. Hey, he knows a new word. How about that, say? Ain't that some kid? He's another champ, Joe. I'll be a champ in something. Not in this racket, but something good. Something he can take a real pride in. He'll be proud of you, Joe. He'll be proud of his mother, too. After I tell him about her. <laughs> Just a minute. Hi, Mr. Templer. Well, look who's here. Hi, Donnie. <laughs> Champ, let me take him out for a walk. Hey, you know what, Mr. Templer? I've been teaching him all sorts of words. Honestly, Louie? Mm-hmm. The smartest kid there is. Watch this now, Mr. Templer. Watch. Donnie, what's my name? Why? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> He's a smart kid, huh? That's not all. Now, watch this. Donnie, what's Mr. Templer's name? Something go wrong? No, no, wait just a minute. Wait a minute. Donnie, Mr. Templer's name. Wally. All right, something else. Donnie, where do you live? Wally. Donnie, what's your daddy's name? Wally. No. Wally, 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 Wally. Goodbye, Mr. Templer. Goodbye, Louis, 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 Louis. <laughs> You have been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, there are certain things in our daily life which we take for granted. 
Only when we are deprived of them do we realize what precious commodities they really are. Air may become the most vital thing in the world to the suffocating man and water to the thirsty one. In the same way, freedom, when it is missed, suddenly becomes life's greatest treasure. In this country, we possess freedom. It is part of us. It is our American heritage. This liberty which we so casually accept was created and nurtured. It didn't just materialize. And so Americans are justly proud of their heritage, and much of the world around us is fascinated by it. If we are to justify our own pride and the yearnings of those in other countries, we must make this freedom a personal thing. We must take it as it was handed to us and preserve it. Preserve it with conscious effort. That is our job as Americans, as free men. For freedom is everybody's job. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. This adventure of the saint was written by Dick Powell. In our cast, you heard Larry Dobkin as Louie and Mary Shipp as Marie. Sheldon Leonard played Sam and Bonnie Phillips Joe. Donnie was Jerry Hausner and Victor Rodman Alexander. Frank Gerstel was Frankie. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen co-starring with Errol Flynn and Michael and Prell in William Marshall's production of Bloodline. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are now on all newsstands. Your announcer, Don Stanley. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Who's on the big show tonight? Well, listen, Bob Hope, Dean Martin, and Jerry Lewis, Rosalind Russell, Frankie Lane, Dorothy McGuire, Louis Armstrong, Meredith Wilson, and glamorous, unpredictable Tallulah. No wonder it's the big show. And Sunday evening also means another outstanding production by Theater Guild on the air. Tonight, it's Boomerang, starring Kirk Douglas. Remember, Bob Hope and Martin and Lewis join the big show today on NBC. Stay tuned for The Green Hornet, next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Theater of the Mind on Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. For our second feature tonight, we turn to The Green Hornet, an American radio adventure series that debuted in 1936 and introduced the character uh, Masked Vigilante. Distinguished by its use of classical music for themes and for bridges between the scenes, The Green Hornet was one of radio's best-known and most distinctive juvenile adventure shows. The series detailed the adventures of Britt Reed, debonair newspaper publisher by day, crime-fighting masked hero at night. Well, tonight, two episodes, or at least two newspapers, are vying to get the real scoop on the transit troubles that have plagued the city in the episode, entitled, Trouble Hits the Trolleys. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies that even the G-men cannot reach. The Green Hornet.
the adventure Trouble Hits the Trolleys. The events and characters depicted in this drama are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Some story in the clarinetta, mister. About the streetcar. Yeah, I know all about it. Listen, kid, why don't you plug the Daily Sentinel instead of the Clarion? Huh? You're selling both of them, aren't you? Uh, sure, but that don't matter. Sentinel's got a better story than the Clarion ever had. No, it ain't, mister. Don't tell me, sonny. I phoned it in myself. It's all over the front page. Yeah, but it ain't as good as the Clarion story. Now, listen. Well, take a look if you don't believe me. There's a Sentinel right here. Well, I'll be... Hey, taxi! Taxi! Clarion, hear it! Look at that. Selling three clarions to every one of ours. The Daily Temple office. Step on it. A fine yarn this is. Why didn't we give it an eight-column head like the clarion? And I don't even read a byline. Sometimes I figure maybe I'm working for the wrong outfit. Oh, this a headline. Excellent. Delay streetcar service. Say, what's the matter with this taxi? I can make better time walking. Here's a sentinel story of that streetcar business. Nothing like the Clarion's, Mr. Reed. In this case, the Clarion isn't happy unless it can be sensational. As long as I'm publisher of this paper, I'm not going to color any story to gain circulation. A lot of readers may want lurid yellow journalism, but they won't get it from the Sentinel. I bet Laurie will be burned up, Mr. Reed. Laurie? Why? I imagine he expected a byline on this. Bylines are reserved for scoops or special features. Every paper in town covered this. Laurie knows that. He ought to. Laurie's one of the best reporters in the game, Miss Case. Once in a while, he lets his nose for news carry him to extremes. Well, I guess every reporter looks for sensation. Miss Case, there's something behind these accidents that doesn't strike me as being on the level. Well, I did notice that there weren't any until about the last month or so. Just when this man Fisher starts a campaign to operate buses in place of the streetcars. Hey, Mr. Reed, I didn't notice that. What's going on around here, Casey? The clarion's beating us three for one up. Oh, hello, Mr. Reed. On uh, the streetcar story, is that it, Larry? Well, yeah, that's it, boss. Of course, I know there weren't any passengers injured, and there was no real damage to speak of. The Sentinel said that, Larry. Well, I guess the clarion stretched the truth a little. A little? They called it a panic. Any sign of panic that you saw, Larry? No, one dame fainted when the door jammed, that's all. The clarion would call a bargain sale at a dress counter a panic. But look, boss, I don't usually go out on a limb this way about a small-time accident. Only with that battle about the bus franchise coming up before the city council, this stuff is new. Not the way you think, Larry. Huh? You recognize the name Fisher? The guy who's angling for the bus franchise? What's your opinion of him? Offhand, I don't like him. That's the feeling of most people. Nothing's ever been proved against him, has it, Mr. Reed? No, Miss Case. He's very clever. He may get his buses. Yes, Laurie. A month ago, the city council would have laughed at his demand. They're not laughing now. But don't you get it? Doesn't it strike you as odd that the streetcar line should start running into trouble right when Fisher starts his campaign? One more accident and he'll get that franchise. Say, I must have been wearing blinders not to see it before. It's as plain as the nose on my face. Plainer, if possible. Laurie, I want to find out what's going on. You and me both, boss. If Fisher's responsible for the trouble the trolleys have been having, the Sentinel wants to know it. Okay, I'll start digging up dope on Fisher. Where he goes, who he sees, what he does, everything. Make it good and you get that byline. Right. And uh, get me the district attorney, Miss Casey. He might have some stuff that'll prove useful. So Fisher's the baby to go after. Get the district attorney and put the call through to Mr. Reed's wire. You still alone, Raleigh? Casey? 
There's one thing that burns me up. Do tell, because you didn't get a byline. No, no, it's the clarion. Selling three papers to wire one. It isn't right. The Sentinel could use a scoop, Larry. You're telling me. The next time trouble hits the trolleys, all I wish for is that Fisher's in the middle of it. The middle of the wreck? No, pal, the middle of the story. I hope you're right, but I... I know, I know, Fisher's too smart. But you heard the boss. I'm going after him anyway. Absolutely no trouble, Grady. If not a soul suspects those accidents weren't genuine. And what more do you want? Plenty. The city council already has my report. Those reports aren't strong enough. Listen, Fisher, there's a limit. When the limit is reached, I'm the one who'll call a halt, Grady, not you. Now, hold on. The city council will never act on reports like yours. If you want stronger reports, you've got to have tougher accidents. You're the city inspector, aren't you? Sure. Then fake those reports. There's a limit to what I can fake, Fisher. When a door jams, I can't make it look like a smack-up. If the brakes stick, I can't say there ain't no brakes at all. Why not? Too many people can check up on me, that's why. That bus franchise is going through, Grady. I don't care how. That's your business. And yours. If you want any dough from me, you'll see that. Yeah? I get this, Fisher. I'm in with you, sure. I can use a cut of the gravy you're heading for, same as anyone else. I'm making my reports as strong as possible without no one getting wise, see? You better. Now, you get that man of yours in the car bounce to do a job on one of those streetcars so it'll really crack up. And what? I'll turn in a report that will spell ruin for the streetcar company just like that. You'll be in, Fisher. The ones we have aren't strong enough, huh? You'd be taking a chance. Fix another accident and you can't miss. In that case, I might as well make sure. Now, are you talking? I'll get in touch with my man at once. This time, there'll be plenty for you and a district attorney, too. You can't go in there. I am in, sister. By what right are you... I'm bust in like this, Mr. Fisher, but I had a deadline to meet. Oh, you're a reporter. And it's different to have a cheer. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, nice place you got here, Mr. Fisher. Wish the Daily Sentinel would do as well by us. The Daily Sentinel? I think maybe I'll be on my way. Hey, if I'm interrupting something... No, no, not at all. Goodbye, Fisher. Guy sure was in a hurry. He, uh, he had an engagement. Isn't he Grady, the city inspector? Who? Grady. Works for the city. No. No, just a friend of mine. Now, what can I do for you, Mr., uh... What did you say your name was? I didn't say, but it's Lowry. Oh, yes, Lowry, with the Daily Sentinel. Say, what happened to you boys on that streetcar story? We had it. The clarion played it up big. <laughs> it wasn't important enough. Not important? Think how many people ride on those streetcars. A lot. The lives of hundreds, thousands of people may be in constant danger, and you call it unimportant. Get off the soapbox, Fisher. Everyone knows your angle. Of course they do. I want my bus franchise to go through because the streetcar line is mismanaged, antedated, and a menace to the citizens of this city. Buses are better, huh? Much better. There's no comparison. Now, why don't the Sentinel get smart and help in my campaign? Like the clarion, huh? Exactly. How about it, Lowry? How about what? You're in a position to do me some good, Lowry. You mean uh, a nice little follow-up story on the streetcar accident? Placing the blame on the management of the company? That's the idea. Or maybe an editorial? Sure. Who knows? I might be able to do a favor for you in return. Sounds pretty nice. Sure it is. I knew as soon as you came in that door, you were a smart guy. What do you say? Why, you chiseling lying crook. You no good scheming grafter? Huh? Now see here. You see here. Try to bribe me, will you? Bribe a reporter. If you weren't smaller than me, I'd plaster you flatter than that rug. Get out of my office. It's a pleasure. And get this, Fisher. The Sentinel is going after you with both barrels. If this bus franchise of yours is as phony as you are, then all I hope is I'm the guy who writes it up. Boy, oh boy, will I scorch you. <laughs> that two-pint reporter talking to me that way. After I get through with that street trust company, there won't be enough left to... Brian, you know who this is? Now, I want you and Atwell to get busy. Now, that's right. 
Make it a real crack up this time. The worst the streetcar's ever had. Yeah. What do you want, Moran? Put down that wrench. We got a job to do. You mean through that? Never mind the name. What's the next car going out? Number 618. Right over there. Okay. Come on. What's it going to be this time? The brakes? Another jam door? Open your lip and get moving. We're getting twice as much dough for this one. We're giving up the works. Tell me where I get the streetcar for Parsons Avenue, officer. Right here, lady, at the bottom of this hill. Thank you. And that's right now, just starting down the hill. It's coming awfully fast. Hey, look at that trolley. Why don't he stop? He's out of control. He's heading this way. Look out, it's going to crash! Streetcar accident shows that the cause of the crash was faulty safety equipment. There is definite evidence of criminal negligence on the part of the streetcar company. Signed, Grady, City Inspector. The City Council hereby calls a special meeting to vote on the bus franchise. Signed, Hopkins, Chairman of the City Council. District Attorney for this city, I am indicting the officials of the streetcar company for criminal negligence resulting in injury to passengers. Signed, Martin, District Attorney. Set up with a fine tooth comb. There's not a single string leading to Fisher. What about Grady? Uh, not a thing. He's calling on Fisher while you were there. Oh, I knew it was him, but he's in the clear. His report on the crack up has been checked and double checked. And if he wants to place the blame squarely on the streetcar officials, who's to stop him? Those two new men in the car barns, you got anything on them? Moran and Edwell? You say they've been spending money freely. Did they explain it? Yeah, claim they wanted betting on a horse. Hmm. Try to check up on that. And his boss was stymied. It's airtight all the way. Gosh, I hate to think of a man like Fisher getting away with a stunt like this. Me too, Casey. Sometimes I'd like to take the law into my own hands. What? Well, honestly, Mr. Reed, isn't that the only way to catch these crooks? Oh, Casey, hold on. There's only one gent who can get away with that stuff. And you don't look like the Green Hornet to me. Am I right, boss, or am I right? Huh? He says I don't look like the Green Hornet, Mr. Reed. Yes, nobody listens to me around here. No, I heard you, Laurie. I, I was just thinking... That evening, while Brett Reed was in his apartment, he spoke to Cato, his valet, and the only living man to know that Brett Reed is really the dreaded Green Hornet. And that's the whole story, Cato. Fisher has his tracks covered from every angle. What about Adwell Milan, Brett? No good, Cato. Even if those two could be charged with the crime of damaging the streetcar, even if they were picked up, it wouldn't have to catch Fisher. Why not? There's no actual evidence to connect him with Fisher. He could deny he ever heard of them. You look for something? Writing paper. Yeah, here it is. Here the ink. No, I don't want this ink. There'll be some of the other in this drawer. Yeah, here we are. I want the mask and gun, Cato. The car. 
The Black Beauty ready? Yes, sir. Quite a job disguising my handwriting. Now, my seal on the bottom. Placing the letter in his pocket, Bit Reed went through a secret panel in his closed press. With Cato, he walked through a narrow passage within the walls of the apartment house. Then downstairs to the supposedly abandoned warehouse that housed the sleek black car of the Green Hornet. Ready? All right, get in. Once more, the powerful black car roared through the city streets, carrying the Green Hornet on his errand of justice. Curtain falls on the first act of our Green Hornet adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Continue our story. A serious accident on the trolley line increased agitation to replace the streetcars with buses. Although the streetcar lines were blamed for the accidents, Bit Reed had reason to believe that they had been engineered by Fisher, who was out to grab the bus franchise. When ordinary methods failed to pin the guilt on Fisher, Bit Reed assumed the role of the Green Hornet to bring the criminal to justice. I can't sleep, Sally. Tomorrow, the council decides on the bus franchise. They'll vote against me. Dad, they can't throw away all you've worked for. The streetcar lines are the finest in the country. Not anymore, Sally. Not when people are hurt through my neglect. Oh, it's not your doing, Dad. It's my responsibility. Oh, Dad. Fisher will get his franchise. Put me out of business. Here's something to make you sleep. Leave it on the night's table, Sally. There. The lights are out, too. Good night, Dad. Good night. No good thinking about it. Might as well do as Sally says. I'll open the window first. Fresh air. Don't move, Hanson. Who are you? What are you doing out there? Never mind that. Take this letter. I... Take it. That's better. Now listen, Hanson. I'm not listening to... The mask. You're the green horn. I'll do as I say. I'll let you have some of this gas. What do you want? That letter tells you what to do, Hanson. You can take it or leave it. Suppose I refuse. Read it first and then decide. If you want to go on running your trolleys, you'll do as I say. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the ace of spades. That 40 smackers you owe me, Ethel. Shut up and deal. Regular sucker, ain't you? Next thing you know, you won't have none of that dough Fisher gave you. Put the cards down, Moran. Huh? Who's button in? Well, the guy's mask. Keep your hands on the table. Hey, I know who you are. That mask you're wearing. You're the green hornet. The hornet. Let me out of here. I ain't hanging around. Back in that chair and listen. You two, Atwell. We ain't done nothing to you. You two are experts on fixing streetcars, aren't you? Now, wait a minute. Don't stall anyone about you two. I tell you, you got us wrong. Well, cut it out, Atwell. This guy's the green hornet. We ain't fooling with him. Okay, sure were the guys that done a job on them trolleys. And Fisher's orders, eh? Listen, Hunter. You heard me? Talk. You know it all anyway. What's the sense of asking us? Sure it was Fisher. Hey, who you calling? I'm calling your boss. For what? He's going to meet us at the car barns. What? We ain't going to the car barns. Well, I want conversation from you, too. I'll ask for it. Yeah, but we don't ain't... move, understand? This gun has gas enough to take care of both of you. Hello, Fisher. You are This is the Green Hornet talking. That's what I said, the Green Hornet. Moran, come here. Me? Fisher's on the other end of this phone. He doesn't believe it's the Green Hornet is calling. Convince him. Hello, boss? Yeah, this is Moran. It's him, all right. That's enough. And get this, Fisher. I'm going over to the car barns with these two stooges of yours. Yes, tonight. I expect to meet you there inside half an hour. Never mind why. You expect that bus franchise of yours to go through, you'll be there. Now, your whole scheme will be blown higher than a kite. You can't do this, Hornet. You can't make us go over there. You heard what I said. Get moving. Not on your life. In that case, I'll call the police. They'll be glad to know who's responsible for that trolley trouble. Oh, hold on. The cut's better. Now, you're being smart. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with you, Hornet. Remember one false move you and you... You won't need the rod, Hornet. We're going. All right. Come on, you rats, march! Uh, it's pretty slow tonight, Lowry. Nothing but a couple of disturbing the peace charges. Stuff like that. Well, as long as I'm covering the police news, I might as well keep hanging around. Never can tell when something's going to pop. That's what we're here for. Say, whatever happened to that big lug that used to work for Mr. Reed? <laughs> you mean Mike Axford, dog? Uh, who else would I be meaning? The way that guy used to get in my hair. Him and his theories. <laughs> and every last one of them wrong. The boss got a letter from him the other day. He's out west. Oh, he is, eh? Well, all I hope is he stays there. Don't bank on it too much, Doyle. He may come back before... Police headquarters. Sergeant Doyle speaking. Police, this is Hanson. President of the Street Railways. Yeah? What's wrong, Mr. Hanson? Earlier this evening, I got a letter from the Green Hornet. What is that name? Did you say Green Hornet? Holy mackerel, Doyle. Quiet, Lowry. Keep talking, Mr. Hanson. I prefer to have you come out here to my place at once. It's on the corner. I know where it is. A squad car will be out there with me in it. What's up? I'll explain that when you arrive. Okay. The Green Hornet, is it? Well, here's where the Hornet loses his sting. That's what you think, Doyle. I want to be around when you try. Say, listen, Hornet, what's the idea of Atwell and me doing a job on this trolley? Yeah, don't tell me you're working the same racket that Fisher's been doing. Keep working. You'll learn no reason soon enough. Hard work using this file with only a 
flashlight to give us light. Put some soap on that file. I don't want any unexpected visitors. What's the difference? The regular car barn's on the next block. Repair shop's empty after midnight. Sure, nobody's going to butt in. Nobody could even hear us. Hey, you turned off the flashlight. We can't see nothing. Quiet. Must be Fisher, Hornets. Keep quiet. Don't either of you try to move. I can see your figures plainly against the window. Right, that well. Right. That light. It's blinding Over beside the others, Fisher. What? The water, Fisher. He's got us. I knew that phone call would bring you down here in a hurry. So it is, too. The phone call did come from the Green Hornet. I told I you. I wasn't that. sure, but I couldn't chance it. He made us. What do you want? Drop that branch off, well. That's better. Now keep your hands high. What are you after, Hornet? Is it money? You see these, Fisher? Huh? Green Hornet stickers. Yeah. You're in a spot, Fisher. Suppose I plaster this trolley with these stickers. Put them all over. Go ahead. That has nothing to do with me. No. The city council will think the Green Hornet caused the streetcar accidents. Hanson will be vindicated. What will happen to your bus franchise then? Let the streetcars go and run. Exactly, Fisher. Hornet, I'll give you 20000 I want more than that. 30000 if you forget the street. I don't mean money, Fisher. All I want from you is your signature. My, my signature? Either you confess your part in these trolley crashes or those stickers go on. Well, whichever I do, I'm finished. Right. Either way, you lose. He's got you, boss. You're bluffing, Hornet. Am I? What can you possibly get out of it if I confess? Nothing, personally. Only the satisfaction of knowing that your dirty scheme has been ruined. You better hurry, Fisher. The police will be here any minute. The cops will What? You're not serious. All right, Fisher, the stickers go on. No, no, wait. I'll sign. Give me time to get away before they come. I... Here. Pen's right here in my pocket. And here's the confession. Pretty sure of yourself, Woods. Hurry. Turn your flashlight on a minute, Hornet, so I can see what I... Now, put him up. What gun? Stand back, Hornet. I was reaching for my pen, huh? Nice work, boss. You had a shoulder holster, huh? You can't get away with it. I am getting away with it. Drop that gun of you. I said you I come on, drop it. Now, Hornet, we'll get you out of this place before any police arrive. All right, as well, grab him. Okay. Yeah, we got him. Listen to me, Fisher. You listen to me, Hornet. You're going to... You... What? Yes. Fisher. Now for you, too. Yes. Hold him, Rand. Let me get him. No, you're not. Now you take care of him. I've got the Rand. My arm. Good thing you were here. Fisher's gassed. He's too knocked out. You used jujitsu on Atwell, huh? Yes, sir. I was behind the trolley. I saw you there, but the others didn't. Moran. Yeah. Moran and Atwell will be coming to in a minute. Quick, pick up that gun. Very well. We'll leave this confession beside Fisher. It's not signed, but I think it'll serve the purpose anyway. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now we'll get back in the shadows beside that window and see what happens. The bring back here with me. There's no light bottom spots. Oh. Oh, my. I don't know. Give me that letter with the pink here beside the trolley. Here they are. Turn those flashlights this way. Hey, these two mugs have been stopped. They're knocked out. Doyle, here's Fisher. Fisher? Yeah. Chelsea's been codfish. He's been gassed. Officer, these two men are Moran and Atwell. They work in the repair shop. Dirty work, I'll bet. Look at this. The axle on this trolley filed almost oh. all the way through. He's coming around. Listen. Listen, Hornet. Don't, don't tell the cops. Hornet. Go on, Atwell. Keep talking. <laughs> the cops. You and Moran did this job, didn't you? Hey, smell it, Atwell. You're in too deep already. Yeah, yeah. But we was working for Fisher. That's how. Fisher's the guy. How? I tell you, Fisher paid us to wreck all them trolleys. And you swear to that in court? Sure, I will. Sure. Moran, too. Does this mean Fisher will be implicated? Implicated? Mr. Hanson, Fisher will be convicted. He might have got away with it before, but now that we found him here with these two rats... Yeah, right in the middle of another job. He's sunk, Mr. Hanson. Hey, Sergeant, look at this. I found it next to Fisher's body. Yeah, give me that. That's the police, Lowry. What the... Hey, it's a confession, but... Uh-uh. It isn't signed. Don't worry. It will be when we get Fisher down to headquarters. Take those lugs out. Oh, my jaw. Come on, you. Grab the other one, Joe. Yeah, we'll come back for Fisher later. Well, there you are, Hanson. 
You don't have to worry about the bus franchise when this hits the front page. What gets me is what happened to these guys. What do you think, Doyle? The Green Hornet. Huh? If I hadn't followed the instructions in that letter, we'd never have caught Fisher. What do you mean, Mr. Hanson? His letter told me to call you. At first, I wasn't going to trust him. Then I thought it over. Hey, we haven't seen that letter yet. It was such a rush. You got it with you? Yes, I think so. It's in longhand. Longhand? Give, Hanson. Maybe that handwriting can be traced. Here it is. But I doubt if you can trace it. I'll take that. When I first looked at it, the handwriting seemed to be disguised. Come on, Doyle. Come on, open it up. Hey, there ain't no writing on this page. It's blank. Maybe you need glasses, Doyle. I tell you, it's blank. Look. Well, what do you know? I'm positive there was writing on that paper before. There ain't any now. All there is is this here green hornet seal in the corner. Doyle, I get it. It's disappearing ink. Disappearing ink? Yeah. Try and trace that. Man, that green hornet thinks of everything. And I thought I had me hooks on him. What's that? The hornet's car. There, out the window. That's him, all right. And there he goes. Oh, I've been looking for that car. Look at it travel. Well, Doyle... I guess the hornet still got his sting. Ah. Yeah, but don't worry. Your name will go in the papers anyway. Yeah, that's right. I nabbed Fisher and them, too. And with a little help. Got a phone around here I can use, Mr. Hanson? The Sentinel's going to get an earful of front page stuff. And boy, I'd like to see the clarion try and beat this yarn. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Tomorrow, it's the Cisco Kid, followed by Ozzie and Harriet. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.